It's Gordon Duncan from Clyde One Super Scoreboard here You're about to listen to me bang on about Scottish football For the next hour and a half or so But before we get to that, let me remind you of this Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Golden Goals is absolutely flying now Well over £20,000 in the cash pot If you've not heard about this yet Where on earth have you been? Every time Celtic or Rangers score We're going to throw cash into the jackpot And one lucky person wins the lot At the end of the season You could do so much with this money It's enough for a deposit on a house You could buy yourself a brand new car Gordon DL. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know What you would spend the money on mm-hmm. Mark Wilson You like the finer things in life You would make sure it went to good use Yes I'm absolutely sure However I think we're glad It wasn't around in your day Can you imagine every time Daniel Kuzan dragged you up and down that touchline Every whoa, time whoa, Kenny whoa, Miller whoa. out Jumped you at the back <laughs> post Kerching Kerching yeah. Kerching It would have been But anyway If you want to win this huge cash prize Currently sitting over £20,000 then you have to enter that number That 20 grand Is going to go up and up and up Till the end of the season Now to get involved You need to text GOAL to 61025 So get your phone out Write the word GOAL G-O-A-L And send it to the number 61025 I'm proper patronising you With the instructions there It's like speaking to Hugh Keevans Working the Nokia Anyway Text costs £2 Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com The lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May Which is Scottish Cup final day But don't hang around until then Just text GOAL to 61025 0141 951 1025 It's time to talk football it's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on an incredible weekend in Scottish football. It stays the same at the top after Celtic's 7-0 hammering of St Johnson was followed by Rangers sweeping St Mirren aside four goals to nil. There was high drama in the race for the top six with Motherwell and Ross County grabbing the last two spots after an Edinburgh derby win for Hearts and the post-split fixtures are out. Celtic and Rangers will meet again on Sunday the 1st of May. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is a man who had a very busy weekend in Andy Halliday and of course, Hugh Keevans. What a terrific weekend. Some awesome football, some awesome goals and some serious consequences for the underachievers. Now the pressure gets cranked up a notch, if you can believe that. European football, Scottish Cup football and who's going down. Plus the small matter of the league title. Yes, we know the post-split fixtures. What we don't know is... How they turn out Do we Ballon d'Or And what about this guy Seriously Hugh Ballon d'Or He's still he's, I thought it was a bit Over the board coming in And still his heart strip on Yeah And the, the stains on it From the weekend I thought that was too much But and singing the Andy Halliday song As he came down the, the Skipping down the corridor He definitely overdone it But seriously Well done to you How did that feel At the weekend Amazing uh, Obviously it was a great feeling We all know how How big a fixture it was uh, Obviously with the permutations Are Securing third for the football club, it was a it was a real good weekend, and you know for myself, I've not scored any derby goals in my career, so it was good to to get the first and then what, the second ever. So what quickly. was your best goal, Mister Halliday? The first one or the second? Oh, I, I like the first one better. I think it's a harder finish. It was from a tighter angle. Uh, I don't think there was much to sort of aim for. Maybe a little bit lucky that it squeezed through somebody's legs, but uh, yeah, I did like the first one a bit better. Obviously, the size of the fixture, the the end of the season that it's at, the fact that it was at Tynecastle. Does that go straight up? Does that become a a career highlight? Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, certainly, my 
I say I'd put that between that and the in the in the semi final against Hibs last year's my 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 favourite moments at Hearts so far. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for individually, it's always really special to score in a in a derby game, and uh, I, I think the manner it happened, shall we say? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say because our um, our eyes and ears at the ground said you were getting a bit of stick oh. from the Hibs fans. Are you, are you shocked? Um, yeah, you, yeah, you tend to be popular everywhere you go. Did that make it sweeter? Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> I mean, it was deservedly so. My my effort five minutes before deserved anyone singing my name in a derogatory manner, <laughs> shall we say? Uh, and of course. You know, a, a big win anyway. I've been yep. saying to you for weeks. Third had been sewn up. You try your best to pretend otherwise, but but just to really press home the dominance and, of course, do it against your city rivals. How good was that? Yeah, it was excellent. Um, I mean, I thought it was important as a as a squad that we reflected after the game on how far we've came in twelve months. Uh, we took a lot of stick for a lot of performances in the championship last year, and deservedly so. But I think um, you know this season, I think we've been we've been superb and we've had a really good season so far. But the beauty is we can make it an even better one come this weekend to get Hampton. to a, another Scottish Cup final. Hampton's been a bit cruel to you, really. Yeah. You've had your lows and your lows there. Uh, so you've got a chance thanks, to... Oh, thanks for reminding him. Guys <laughs> on a high. <laughs> no, After no, the weekend, you I'm, just... ju- I'm just saying, here comes the chance for retribution weekend. Yeah, yeah I mean, three Scottish Cup finals. Uh, feels as if I'm sort of getting closer every one. Obviously, last year we were two penalties away from winning it. So uh, it's a brilliant opportunity to try and go one better. But listen, we've no doubt that you know they're, they're taking a lot of stick in the moment but we, we've seen first of hand especially in the first 30 minutes that Hibs have got some good players um, I always feel like form goes out the window when it comes to these Scottish Cup ties we only need to look at their League Cup campaign this year so we'll need to be back on our guard and fully focused ready to go this weekend yeah we've already put it on Twitter two men in here one of them was man of the match and scored two in the Edinburgh Derby and the other eats cold tins of beans before he comes on to the show so you can decide which is which by phoning 01419511025 the Edinburgh Derby of course A huge talking point But my goodness How many were there At the top Celtic devastating Against St Johnson 7-0 Rangers of course Haven't been having A great time of it But bounced back Very confidently Yesterday with a 4-0 win Against St Mirren So get all your thoughts In on that Rangers fans How much better was it What was better About it Who impressed you Is that Kamal Roof Giving you a bit of confidence About filling the Alfredo Morelos Void Leon King came in Stephen Davis came back There were injuries of course As well So what did you take away From Paisley yesterday 01419511025 Celtic fans Was that the best performance Of the season Or has Something else Pipped The St Johnston game To that award Let us know what you made Of that one And Wherever else you want To go with it It could be the top six Motherwell fans Ross County You'll be delighted How can Hibs and Aberdeen Fail to make the top six in our Premiership. Let's hear from you lot as well. 0141-951-1025 Result of the weekend, Kevin's go. I need to establish one thing. Why I said there? You, you just skimmed over it. I noticed on Twitter I he was know. moaning that people. He doesn't mind when people call him Specky Tube or whatever, but he really hates it when people call him Kevin's. Uh, it's got to be the old Hugh in front of it. I think that's yeah. disrespectful. Shug. I don't mind Shug, but many a good man's been called Shug, but. They get in my nerves These people Let me establish one thing First of all You give me a lift up the road here, Absolutely Hearts 3 <laughs> Hibs 1 That's the score of the weekend A proper derby Like Ange Postacoglu said About Rangers and Celtic The weekend before A proper derby That was a proper derby But no sooner Finished Having a go at this man And he scores Two goals That's what happens In proper derbies Okay Andy You're not allowed to pick Your yeah, own you result my thunder. So what are you going for Well the next one's Pretty obvious for me I Livingston that, that Oh no 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 no, no, no. Right. Uh, I mean if any team 
can go 10 games without a win but then remarkably still make the top six and with not only that a massive three points away to Aberdeen doing so as well it's got to be Ross County what a job Malcolm McKay's done since he's been in there and Ross County's form from January onwards has, has been pretty special so they're my result of the weekend right okay um, well you'll go for Callum Slattery as your goal of the weekend surely no? Unfortunately not I'm going to go with Joe Arebo I think he's um, he's been quiet Over the last few weeks Back to closer towards his best And what a goal it was Took it on the half turn Lovely whipped Guided Finish into the top corner So that's my goal of the weekend I was going to go for Edinburgh's Ballon d'Or He's had enough praise He's for had enough night. Yeah he's had plenty So I'm going for Matt O'Reilly His second goal At Celtic After coming off the bench uh, The first ahead of But the second one that He had Tom Rogic Like feet and then bang In like a laser And a fair goal. amount of passes Leading up to it as well Wasn't it? Yeah uh, Celtic were awesome Against St Johnson There's no other word To describe them But Matt O'Reilly's goal mm. Pretty special Where do you even start To sum up that weekend We've just had here? Yeah You know I looked at the games Back to back The consequences uh, Top six Title race Relegation Everything. I mean, there were great goals. Andy has had his moment. Charlie McGrew, fantastic for Dundee United, but they did not get all three points. Uh, you know, it was a great advertisement for the Scottish Premiership. Uh, those who have underachieved are now paying the price and they know who they are. But those who did gain, Malky Mackay, Graham Alexander, uh, good luck to them I just thought it was Justification For the split In the first place And A tremendous advert For our league Fills of highs Fills of the lows um, You know that we've had A couple of debates in here Gordon about the top six But I'm starting to sway Towards your side Because the drama was Was second to none At the weekend And now you've got to say you've, you've got to feel for a couple of clubs Especially Livingston uh, Their form since the winter break Has been exceptional But just fall at the last hurdle But we still got plenty to play for There's relegation battles There's European battles And of course the, the league title race Yes yeah, 01419511025 Come on get in touch Let the guys know What you made of the weekend There were so many talking points So you pick one And let us know What you've got Let's kick off We've got Michael Who is a Hearts fan In Selkirk Hi Michael Evening Gordon Evening Hugh Evening your Hammer Hibs <laughs> <laughs> He's been called many things Michael I must admit That's a new one How impressed were you With this guy And his teammates At the weekend Tell you what, absolutely delighted. It was so after the first 20 minutes when Hearts settled down, totally dominated. Um, and it was brilliant to see Andy uh, obviously scoring a couple of goals, taking the stick for the And uh, to just ram it right up them. Brilliant. Wow. Um, <laughs> do you, I don't know if to use that a, up. A technical expression? Yeah, but he kept, he kept it PG to be fair Just I just, would say yeah, just on the border, like. Producer Callum looks a little bit nervous <laughs> if I'm being honest It's uh, ten past six after all Anyway, um, yeah, I mean Michael's I'm sure speaking on behalf of, of lots of Hearts, Hearts fans Obviously wasn't there, I was in here yeah. But by all accounts the atmosphere was incredible It was amazing, it was, I mean it was by far and away the best atmosphere uh, That I've experienced since my time at the football club Which I suppose is to be expected with, with such a big game and such a derby And to be honest, I was reading the programme notes and I, I was shocked to hear that Hearts hadn't beat Hibs at Tynecastle since 2018. So, I mean, it was a real mm. sort of carrot dangled in front of us before to, to go and try and... You took that you know, personally, one, did you? I did you? take it right, personally, okay. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and try and get one over on our, on our city rivals. And, and Michael's, I think, assessment of the game is pretty fair. I thought Hibs started the game well uh, for as much as we sort of dominated possession in the early stages. I thought they caught, caught us on to the counter-attack and... 
and we sort of struggled to uh, to keep in charge with the sort of occasions in that uh, in their shape. But I feel as if the timing of the first goal was obviously extremely important. I think Hibson maybe went in feeling a little a little bit deflated at half time, and we had the momentum coming into the second half. And then for me, the second half was 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 quite comfortable for us. Rivalry is at the core of the game's being, and that's why it's great that there will be another Hearts and Hibs derby uh, on Saturday at Hamden Scottish Cup semi-final and 24 hours later there'll be another derby between Celtic and Rangers at Hamden rivalry is what it's all about and Michael's delighted by the outcome he might not be so delighted by the outcome come Saturday but the rivalry is essential to our game yeah I mean Michael you'll be confident of Progressing in the cup as well I know uh, Without taking anything away from Andy Before we've even Dished out all the praise You want to go on And, and do something in this cup Don't you? Absolutely um, Always confident When we play, play Hibs eh, Gordon Our record dictates That you've got that confidence Going in against Hibs But can also Especially he's, Honestly He's an absolute pleasure To watch the man He's Different class um, delighted that we got him signed up on a on a new contract last week. It was a, a massive boost going into the game, I think. And as you know, Gordon, I'm a I'm a single dad with the two kids uh, who I bring up alone since their mum died. And honestly, the joy on the on the two boys' face at full time on Saturday was just something that'll, that'll live with me forever. Because that that's the first time I've had my kids at the the derby. Obviously, they've had their season tickets, but I normally you upgrade their season tickets to adult for that game just so I can go with a couple of mates and have a drink. Eh? Ah, brilliant, Michael. I'm glad that I'm glad they give them a a day to remember. The only problem with that is that if that's their first derby, does that mean they think Halliday's a player? <laughs> well, they'll be there again on Saturday. They'll be there again on Saturday. Our, our supporters' buses will be half past eight Saturday morning for Gala Shields, and the wee men will be there as well. Brilliant. Hope they enjoy. It. That's the worry, Andy. These these two youngsters are going to be expecting. Yeah, I know they'll, they'll be wanting a hat trick this weekend. I don't know if I've got Deliver, that. No, you're limping. Actually, you're going to be okay. Okay, I'm sure I'll be fine. Did you see the social media clip? So he'd gone viral before he even came in no. here. Did you see it? No. He limps into some sort of hospitality lounge after the game, and the person with the mic says, "Oh, you're limping there, Andy. What's wrong?" And your reply was, "I, I had my goal bonus in my right pocket. Here, so <laughs> it's a bit lopsided." <laughs> well, listen, this guy knows about having a heavy wallet, so you're uh, in. You're I wish in, I had a goal a goal bonus after the weekend. Trust me. You are in good company. Uh, Michael talks about Hibs starting the game the stronger. Did you? So when Hibs are one up and you're skying the ball high over the bar, yeah. and the Hibs fans are giving you it tight, do you ever start to fear that it, it was going to be? No, and off day are always a bit of faith. No, I, I still think that um, you know we've we've still been a team. Although we've had a good season, we face adversity throughout the season. Uh, it still feels as if we've got the the mental capacity and the characters within the squad to come back into the game. And although that no um, Hibs were hurting us on the counter attack, we still had chances in that period. So uh, always felt we could get back into the game. But just like I said, I, I do feel as if the timing and the goal was certainly important. Uh, and, and obviously we continued that in uh, uh, what was a really good second half, but. I do feel that this weekend is certainly uh, of more importance. Uh, you know, we, we've been sitting comfortable in third going into the weekend, but we know we know that you know the the prize at stake if we go through. Not only is that a Scottish Cup final, but it's a chance to to secure the club European football going into December. So the weekend's massive. Right, honesty time. Does the outcome, the fact that you know that you can consign your great rivals to the bottom six and all the rest of it, is that ever discussed? Is that something the players pay attention to? Honestly, no. It wasn't um, <sighs> Disappointed I think you. that's for fans you no, know, That's at the core yeah. of it For fans Because as I say Rivalry is 
so important to supporters and of course that's the number one priority for Michael who's just been on the line and the other Hearts fans if they can make Hibbs hardship even worse that'll be a pleasure it doesn't matter what position Hibbs were we're in the league going into the game the, you know the, the the most important thing for us was the three points and you know people see, you know some people outside the uh, football whether it's fans or whatnot might see it as, as a momentum going into the game at the weekend but I, I, honestly I firmly don't believe that Hibbs weren't in great Domestic form going into the League Cup semi-final against Rangers who were high-flying at the time and win the game 3-1. So I always feel as if, I, uh, as a player, these Cup games, when it's the one-off Cup ties, you almost feel like a distraction away from League form no matter how good or poor that form is. So, you know, we know that chances are we're going to face a good Hibs team and, and, and the best version of Hibs at the weekend, mm. so we need to play well to win. Thank you, Michael. Send our regards to the boys. 01419511025. Huge win. For Celtic, big win for Rangers What did Joe make of it? Celtic fans, is that the best performance of the season? If not, what is? Because that clearly would take some beating What did you make of it? Given the fact that we're getting to the business end of the season And people are looking for slip-ups and all the rest of it How impressed were you? And Rangers fans, how would you sum up the emotions? Is it relief? Do you feel like you're, you're getting back to your best? Is Kamar Roof giving you a bit more confidence? For the end of the season, sum it all up for us 01419511025 right now and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals. Now this was undoubtedly the biggest weekend so far for Golden Goals. Hugh Evans, think yep. about it: eleven goals between Celtic and Rangers, two hundred and fifty pounds a goal, which is two thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds. Brilliant! I didn't know the Nokia had a calculator, but there we go. That's what we added to the Golden Goals jackpot in just two days. That means that someone who's entered this competition already will win at least 25 grand in tax-free cash. Maybe you're house hunting, looking for a flat, maybe you've wanted a new car. Think of what you could do with that 25 grand. It's half of Andy's goal bonus <laughs> from the weekend as well. And just remember, that number's going to go up and up. It's every time Celtic and Rangers score between now and the end of the season, we add even more money. So if you want involved, text GOAL to 61025, G-O-A-L, to 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May So for your chance To be the winner Text GOAL to 61025 You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans And Andy Halliday Are here One of them's The man of the moment And the other one is Andy Halliday You saw that one coming uh, uh -huh. I mean Brad is on Twitter Tell Andy I love him He was outstanding It was a pleasure to have him As part of this squad Come on Brad Get off your knees Disgusting uh, And Rod says I love Hugh Shug or Mr Keevans Gordon But cold beans Still going on about it 01419511025 Big wins for Celtic and Rangers What did you make of them? Go Pick up the phone and let us know Paul is a Celtic fan Who's going to do Just that What have you got for us After the weekend Paul? Uh, hi Gordon, hi guys Hello uh, First of all, I've missed I think I've missed two home games In the last five years Well, And both of the home games was against St Johnson And both of the home games Celtic scored seven goals <laughs> You're a so jinx Paul I made Stay it perfectly away. clear I made it perfectly clear to my wife She better start checking the fixer list Before <laughs> she books these daft family holidays <laughs> Well, maybe they scored seven because you're not there. I assume you've you've caught up though, and were impressed with what you saw. Totally impressed. I mean, the the kind of the level of build up to the goals is. A few years ago, uh, 
I think Celtic won some kind of award on Sky. It was uh, Brendan Rodgers. I think it might have been against St Johnson as well. About they done so many passes uh, to score. Yeah, that's right. that was McDermott Park, wasn't it? I remember that. Yeah, aye. Well, it just it just looked like that in overdrive for what I could see in Saturday. Uh, I need to mention uh, we Dyson made again. I mean, I, I would if I was a opposition, I'd want this wee guy tested. I mean. It's unbelievable. I don't know what his hamstrings are made of, but he's, the energy he's got is unbelievable, unbelievable. I think his hamstrings are made of metal because I just, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm with Paul, I have never seen someone run at the intensity he runs at for 90 minutes. It's incredible. It really is. And it's, it feels as if he's got a second win from minute one. I mean, he sprints 50 yards. He stopped for maybe a second, two seconds couple of deep breaths goes again it's uh, it's unbelievable and I think it sort of typifies the way Ange Postecoglou set out his, his, his front three from the get go from the, the start of the season he, you know, he, he's typified that if Celtic lose possession he wants them to get it back quickly on the front foot as quick as possible and I mean there's no doubt that's a big reason why Dyson Mead has been in the team because he's, he's pressed out of possessions like nothing I've seen before and Hugh it's fascinating this season where the bar just got set incredibly high with mm. Kyogo and it meant that if any player had the cheek to take a fortnight or three weeks to settle in. People, were, you know, were on them, and there was a little bit of that with Maeda um, in the first, like yeah. I said, literally a couple of weeks. Um, but he's obviously shown what a key part he is. I described him to you a couple of weeks ago as a slow burn, and uh, never I, heard slow associated with him. No, but he's, he, he was a slow burn. He came in at first, and you know, it, it wasn't Kyogo, and therefore everyone is saying, oh. You know, can you sign all of these Japanese players and they all do well? Yes, you can. Because Rio Hatati, again on Saturday, outstanding. Daisen Meda, as Andy said, phenomenal. Uh, Kyogo comes back and has a part to play in the seventh goal and then very nearly scored an eighth. Celtic have hit peak form at the right time. They've got a semi-final to come on Sunday. They've got... A nice six, effectively seven point lead at the top of the table. They're looking at these post-split fixtures and the fans, if not Ange Postacoglu, the fans are wondering what will be the day when the title is won. Uh, so everything, the spread of goals on Saturday, five different goal scorers, uh, you know, everything about Celtic on Saturday was awesome. Paul, you're just... Going to say no because you weren't there and you're bitter about the full thing. But I was going to ask if that was the best performance of the season. So they say, Gordon. So they say. <laughs> Not for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I, I think, I think that that's been coming for a wee while as well. Uh, a, a total doing I think, has been coming for another team. To go back to my idea as well, I think that we were also. I think we, we'd made our minds. I was going to say we were missold, but. Uh, Big Ange never told you really what any of the players were like, so we just assumed that. I thought, as I said before, he was going to come in, he was going to lead the line. Uh, but he's a totally different player, totally different. The thing I like about him is that he's not just a, he's not just about all about scoring goals. He's a, he's just it must be a nightmare to play against him. I'm glad that uh, I don't think Joe Hart would like to play against him. Put it that way, when they're building to the back, because he's. Unbelievable the, the guy's athleticism Yeah I mean Hugh St Johnson obviously 
didn't perform brilliantly That would be an mm. understatement We know they have had a very tough season and so on And it was at Celtic Park does any of that take anything away from the suggestions that that was Celtic's best of the season? Is that something you would share? Yeah, it, statistically speaking, the, the the biggest win of the season for any club in the, the Premiership. Uh, I don't think that St Johnston can take blame so much as they were simply caught on a day when Celtic stepped up a level. Uh, St Johnston had one shot at goal, which went well wide. And then Celtic took over. And once Hatati scored the first goal, all bets were off. And even when Celtic were seven up, Kyogo went very, very close. Uh, Abada missed a chance and you could see the frustration mm. on his face. It could and possibly should have been 10. Is there a, a statement attached to a win in a performance like that, Andy, where after the... You know the the high of the occasion of, of beating Rangers and everyone talking about not everyone but a lot of people saying the league's over. That's it. It's done. If if and I underline that if ever there was a a time when when Celtic might start to take their eye off the ball, it, it would be fixtures like that. And clearly that wasn't the case. Yeah, well, I thought Ange Postecoglou addressed that perfectly in the media after the game against Rangers. That he said this result means nothing if you don't follow that up with a victory against uh, St Johnson at Celtic Park and. And Celtic made it quite clear pretty quickly, uh, quickly they weren't going to do that. And to be honest, 7 0 flatters in Johnson. I mean, it yeah. could have been any number. It was only 18 seconds after Celtic made it 7 that Kyogo was 1 and 1 with a goal to make it 8. <laughs> so, I mean, Celtic were just at their imperious best. And, and St Johnson mm. can't handle it, couldn't handle it, and rightly so, because I, I don't think many teams probably could on the day. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu then. Yeah, great performance. Um, obviously, scoreline reflects sort of our dominance, but yeah, boys are great. You know, we were on it from the start. We, you know, it was a, a danger game for us in terms of St Johnson being in good form. They're hard to break down, so we had to start well. And uh, could have been a game where we sort of saw it out quite comfortably. But um, yeah, there's a couple of things working there. One is the players themselves consistently trying to push themselves to, to be the best they can be. But also, you know, I've got some quality coming off the bench that want to make a contribution, and that helps drive things as well. And we're not desperate for anything. We're going okay, so we'll just keep doing what we're doing. What we wanted to do and what we keep talking about is playing our best football at this time of the year, try and peak. And um, so, you know, we don't have to hold on to anything. What we've got to do is keep our head down, uh, put the accelerator down and keep, you know, playing our best football now. And if we have performances like today, we'll be a good chance. Will the foot stay on the accelerator, Paul? Oh, 100%. I think, I think that, I think if there's any hint that it doesn't stay on the accelerator, I don't think you'll be in the team. I think they're close now, really close. Uh, the uh, fantastic season uh, still the possibility of uh, winning another two uh, competitions so I, I can't see them letting up I don't think he's a, I don't think he's the kind of guy who let any of them uh, give up so uh, it's looking good it's looking good yep going to be a fascinating week you know what comes next at the weekend Hugh Evans. Well, first of all, Paul's got to go back to his wife who has just heard them say that uh, that's enough stupid family holidays. Uh, but at the weekend, of course, Celtic and Rangers, 11. The Saints of Johnston and Mirren, nil. 11 nil on aggregate for the pair of them. And now they come together. And now Kamar Roof has thrust himself forward into yeah. the limelight once again. And Celtic have to resolve the Giacomacus issue we don't know yet how his fitness is with regard to the weekend, but 
Kyogo is back And even if Kyogo doesn't start Maeda played through the middle And scored with a nice header Everything about Celtic right now Is positive And after the 4-0 win at Paisley yesterday Rangers can go into the Braga game With confidence And depending on the outcome of that game Sunday will take care of itself Yeah don't worry Paul The divorce will be through By the time St Johnson Come to Celtic Park next season So you'll get along Just the thing That was Paul on the line Uh, Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst He says it was crucial To get back to winning ways He says the result Gives them a lot of confidence Ahead of a big week But what do you think Of it Rangers fans What did you take away From yesterday What pleased you How important was it Who came in and stood out What about those injuries Get your calls in and we'll hear from your manager first. Well, I mean, it's uh, obviously we said before the game, you know, we needed to win this game, uh, get back in winning ways. And uh, I'm happy we did. Uh, win here 4-0, no goals against us. I think it uh, gives us confidence for Thursday and uh, and the game's ahead. Well, I think it was very uh, important to start really well and to score, uh, you know, a good goal in the in the first minutes and also just before half time. So it's good to uh, to score in those moments. You know, we are confident uh, because we won today, but also confident we uh, we can always get a good result at home in Europe, uh, like we like we showed in the past. So uh, everything to play for. You know, it's a semi semi final in Europe. It's uh, you know it's also fight for and to work hard for. So uh, you know on Thursday again with the support of the crowd. I think today also they they gave us the the support. Uh, we needed at this time and, and, and Thursday will be the same. Craig is a Rangers fan. It's been quite the week and a bit. Craig, did, how far did yesterday go to cheering you up? Um, yeah, how did it go? Well, listen, it certainly has been that. I, um, to be honest with you, look, delighted to get back to winning ways, of course, you know, and in such a comfortable fashion. And it was good to see Kimar Ruff get his goal. It was particularly good to see Stephen Davis, actually, because I think he is somebody that we've been sorely missing and I know he had one or two injuries but really why Van Bronckhorst hasn't actually been playing him more is, is a mystery I think to most people um, so it was good to see that but actually it's only important in terms of building momentum for this week coming because it's utterly irrelevant in terms of the league because that's finished now you know there's, that's quite clear that that's finished now um, so you know now it's about can we continue that on this week I think Thursday's massive in terms of getting through and into a semi-final of Europe which would be tremendous and then Sunday's obviously the big one but I do think there's still a lot of unanswered questions I think Kimar Ruth as I was saying there got his hat trick brilliant but he came out afterwards and said that he didn't feel he had anything to prove I would slightly disagree with him there because I think he does still have to prove himself in, in the big games because the last two against Celtic he has been utterly anonymous um, and you can't win games against Celtic with your striker being anonymous um, and I think you know, the same goes for Thursday he's going to have to step it up a gear because you know, like it or not he's who we're kind of relying on at this particular moment yeah, Let's like. start with the, that most recent point about Kemar Roof you, yeah. you can't do much more than come in and score a hat-trick can you? I agree with Craig I think he does still have something to prove and uh, I thought his statement after the game was that of a man who had taken umbrage at the criticism that came his way after the Celtic game where people were basically saying he's no Alfredo Morelos but when he scored his third goal yesterday we all fancy ourselves as amateur psychologists and students of body language but Kamar Roof went away 
like a man who thought, thank heavens, a hat trick. I have a tangible sign of proof that I can play this position. Now, as Craig said, he'll certainly get the chance against Braga. And depending on what happens against Braga, he'll get the chance, perhaps, against Celtic at Hamden. Mm. He does still have something to prove when push gets to shove, the big games. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I think Craig's spot on. Uh, I think he still does have to uh, prove himself. And I think the main thing he has to prove is can he replace Alfredo Morelos? Not can he fill in for Alfredo Morelos? Because I think Kamar Roof showed in a number of occasions for Rangers that he can come in and he can grab you a goal if the service is there. But Alfredo Morelos doesn't need service. Alfredo Morelos can often create something for his own and, and he can fight for... You know, out balls make bad balls, good balls. I, I don't think Rangers fans have been convinced that Kamaru can do that for Rangers yet. And I think that's where in the bigger games, whether it's Europe or all forum games, that what he brings to the full team, that's where it really, really comes out. So, listen, I think Kamaru has got a massive six days to show that when the big games come, he can uh, replace Alfredo Morelos. But for now, I don't think that that's been answered yet. What was it achieved yesterday, apart from the obvious in terms of three points on the board? Craig mentions, you know, momentum. You look at the reaction to the, the Celtic and Braga game. What what did yesterday achieve? I think it achieved uh, a lot of positives in terms of, uh, you know, Kamar Roof obviously getting back to goal scoring ways coming up until uh, uh, Thursday. Um, Steve Davis getting back into the picture to show that he can still make a contribution. But the biggest thing I take away is the fact that it's another young kid in Leon King that's came on and, and showed himself up. And listen, if, if Craig's right in the title in the next couple of weeks does get away from Rangers, I would love to see more opportunities for these younger players because I thought Leon, Leon King, although not often tested, tested yeah. I thought he, he showed real maturity in his performance in the, in the time that he was on the pitch. You told this show a long time ago yeah. he was the best in the Rangers Academy always, that you had seen. Yeah, after Nathan Patterson, I always felt he was the one that was going to make the, 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 the real telling contribution and, and stake his place in the Rangers team in the future. And, and Alex Lowry's probably stole his shine a little bit, but... Yeah, that for me, I would love to see more young players. Listen, they've got to deserve it. I stress that they have to deserve their place in the first team. They can't just be handed it for mm. free. But I think Leon King and Alex Lowry certainly look as if they do deserve it. I was interested in elaborating a bit with you on Craig's point about Stephen Davis because of. Yeah. I feel like I'm just seeing a lot of people, Rangers fans, a lot of Rangers fans saying that he certainly has to be involved more or, or maybe even more, you know, has to play, has to start. You know him, you know all the guys that he's competing with. So what, what's your take on that situation? I love Steve Davis, but I'm very much on the fence about it because Rangers fans, and quite rightly so, criticised a lot of Steve Davis' performances towards the start of the season and questions were being asked, has his legs gone, have they not? But his performances weren't great for a few weeks and that was the reason he, he found himself with the team. On the flip side, I do most definitely feel he can still make a telling contribution to this Rangers team but his earlier criticism was I mean it was deserved he did have a few poor performances so I'm not buying people coming out saying how has Steve Davis not been here for the last number of months because it was the same Rangers fans that were criticising him at the time but I do feel as if he can certainly still make a telling contribution his experience is obviously invaluable when it comes to these big games uh, if he's lacking that little bit of athleticism a yard or pace uh, he certainly makes up uh, uh, for his brain and his footballing abilities so I think he, he he's another one that's taking a claim for a, a place in the side in the coming games You'll stick up for golden oldies everywhere will you not? Without doubt but uh, I thought um, Stephen Davis was just a part of a good day for Rangers because the late great Walter Smith always said that any Rangers or Celtic manager was only three games away from a crisis Giovanni Van Bronckhurst had lost to Celtic 
lost to Braga If he dropped anything in Paisley yesterday There would be mayhem on this programme tonight So He has started yeah. the week in a positive fashion He now has to carry that yeah. On to the game against Braga Whether it is with or without Stephen Davis That is important isn't it Because that, that sort of dawned on me after Just knowing how these phone lines operate Yeah, It's alright for Craig to say Well the league's done anyway So it was irrelevant in the in the scheme of things With the regards of the league table Yeah But the reaction Last night and today Would not have matched that The no. reaction would have been Nuclear If Rangers had gone and, and lost again Or dropped points again I looked at the reaction Of the Rangers fans Behind each goal At Paisley yesterday And every goal was greeted As if it had won the league uh, So it clearly matters To people who go to the games And they're not giving up on it All of us Any of us Can say Ah it's done but some Rangers fans are not accepting that yet. Thank you, Craig. 01419511025. It's a great time, the perfect time to get your call in. We'll get some travel and you could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025. Uh, you'll be pleased to know that Andy Halliday love in only lasted for the first five or ten minutes. After his Edinburgh Derby performance And we've moved on to more pressing matters Hugh Keevans yeah, yeah We must move on now We can do it We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB PR says Roof's always been a goal scorer You play like he's on the pitch Instead of Morelos He'll get you goals He doesn't have to prove anything His goals to games ratio says it all Mikey on something similar Says he scored in Europe And big games His goals to games ratio is, is good Averages a goal every two games Can't ask for better than that Why doesn't yeah, he get played all the time then? That and also a striker is uh, uh, they're more than just goals. Uh, if, if if Kamar Roof's overall performance is a, is of a detriment to the team, although he scores one goal, I mean that's not enough. Like, Alfredo Morelos is just so much more than goals for Rangers. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What did you take away from your team's performance at the weekend? Let's bring in Jack in Shettleston and get his thoughts. Jack, hi there, folks. Um, uh, good evening, first time caller. So good to have you. Um, it's one of the things that I just want to start off by saying is like it was nice to see the hide and seek champion Stephen Davis finally get featured yesterday um, because I felt that you've seen a lot more kind of composure um, from Rangers and they seemed a lot more solid with Stephen Davis. Um, but I feel that my main kind of point with the game yesterday is four nil is what we should have really expected yesterday. I don't think it was in any way kind of outstanding in a sense. Um, especially with the form that St Mirren have been in like Hearts put four against St Mirren So did Motherwell in recent games So I think four was a kind of minimum in a sense But it was nice to see obviously Kamar Roof getting back to goal scoring form um, And I think people who have been critical of Kamar Roof Need to remember this is a guy who has stepped up for Rangers at times um, But I would like to see more consistency from him First of all, the point about St Mirren They've now lost 50 goals this season They are guilty of fitting the description of a team Who couldn't keep pigeons out of a loft uh, So that's something that Stephen Robinson will have to address Because they are in free fall, St Mirren And now we're into the last five games of the season And they had better be careful To go back to Stephen Davis I think sometimes... Become a better player when you're not in the team And people have a You know Stephen Davis has had a remarkable Illustrious career Of that there is no doubt But 
he comes back in yesterday as a sub, and you know he, he, he well started the game, but well, I know yeah, he, he does okay. But he did well yesterday, did he not? Yeah, but are you are you going to start with him against Celtic and before that Braga? I think and lots of fans would say yes. That's not to say it's the right call, but in terms of the well, lots of fans school of public opinion, lots of fans may say no. Uh, I, I just think that. And Andy will know this to be the case When you're out of the team for a while You become a better player in the eyes of the fans Yeah well If you remember back to the, the old forum game at Parkhead Ryan Jack didn't start the game Came on at half time was superb And a lot of fans were saying Why did Ryan Jack not play the game Why is he not back in the side And I look at Ryan Jack and, and, and John Lundstrom As being actually two players that have done pretty well Over the last few weeks I don't see that as a major problem position for Rangers uh, I do agree with Jack that it almost does seem, seem like Stephen Davis has been a hide-and-seek champion, whereas he could have made a contribution over the last few months. But, uh, I, I, listen, Steve Davis is a remarkable football player, had a remarkable career. But I do think it's fair to say he's not had a, he never had a great season at the start of the season when he was in the team. Um, but, like I said, it was brilliant to see him back on the pitch and he may still make a contribution from now to the end of the season. What do you make of the guy's take on that, Jack? Yeah, I, I think I completely agree with both in a sense. Um, I, I think Stephen Davis, when you were talking about obviously Braga and um, Celtic, I think Stephen Davis I would definitely start in the Celtic game. Uh, but I think that's more just in a sense of having that Rangers loyalty in a sense uh, that you know that in a game like that you're going to get characters that you need in the team to step up and understand that old-firm energy. Um, but I agree with Andy in the sense that Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom have been absolutely magnificent for Rangers in midfield um, but I still think that John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack could be contributing more in terms of the goal front I know that's obviously not their main uh, position or what they're mainly brought in to do but I think that they could be contributing more which would really help Rangers going forward Yeah, certainly that could be something they can improve on their game, I don't think Stephen Davis would contribute much in terms of goals but uh, listen, I, I do think it was an opportunity for certain players to come in yesterday and show they can still play a part. I think Borna Barisic is another one that's came in um, yesterday, done really well, but he was another one that probably deserved they found himself out the team. And for me, Calvin Bassey's been one of the real positives for Rangers this season. I think he's been he's been excellent for the most part. And I think a big worry for Rangers will be number one, the fitness of John Lundstrom moving forward and the fitness of Philip Hollander moving forward. I do think that Hollander's I think the, the you know the, the the lack of Philip Hollander in the Rangers team this year, I think it's been understated. I, I really do think he's a, a major asset to Rangers team. Uh, I think he's been a, a big player in a lot of big games and I do think they've missed him when he's not played this year. I think Balogun's done fine in, in a lot of games, but I think uh, a fully fit Philip Hollander would certainly have made a difference to Rangers this year. Take Andy's, uh, Jack's point, sorry Hugh, that you know in isolation, can you get that excited about a 4-0 win against... A struggling St Mirren team Maybe not But the, the context was important Wasn't it Rangers really needed To avoid yes. Problems And avoid them Comfortably And that, that's what they did Yes that, that that much is Undeniably true At the same time There's also Another Form of context Applicable uh, And Jack made the point Straight away Is for Nothing against St Mirren A team in free fall Not what you should be Expecting of Rangers at this time I think it is But but then again When you say at this time If you narrow that in In the last couple of weeks You maybe wouldn't expect that Given the way it's been Well you know 
Again I look at this team This St Mirren team Who have been dreadful Under Stephen Robinson There is no other word applicable Dreadful It's what Rangers do Against Braga And what Rangers do Against yeah. Celtic That will determine Where they are at At the moment Yeah but th- that's, the, that's the point isn't it Yesterday Can only serve then To at least give you A bit of confidence Or oh, play yeah. you into a better place You'd rather go into the State in the obvious Going into the Braga game On the back of a defeat To St Mirren Would be a whole lot worse Yeah yeah it, 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 it would be Or it would have been A disaster Rangers Three defeats in a row Would have been A disaster Giovanni Van Bronckers We'd be fielding calls tonight Asking when he was going So They did What they ought to have done And now They have taken A level of confidence From that Which must carry on Into the game against Braga After that The result against Braga Will determine What kind of frame of mind They're in for Celtic On Sunday did you take anything, any positives from the likes of Leon King playing Jack? Any concerns as well? On the on the other hand, about the injuries, I think uh, the the injuries are obviously a, a huge concern. Uh, it's been especially in the the centre back area. I think Leon King is someone that it's one of these things that maybe in the Braga game and the also the Celtic game at the weekend. It's something that. We want to make sure that this isn't a guy that goes out and his confidence is shattered um, if things do go wrong. Uh, because at the end of the day, we don't want Leon King suffering um, from Rangers being poor right kind of since the winter break and him getting the brunt of that. Um, I think he's someone that maybe similar to Alex Lowry could have featured there, um, but maybe we'll keep him in the, the kind of back room for just now. Um but I think he's someone that in the next few seasons I did like what I've seen. Um, but I think he's someone that with time yeah. uh, will improve as a player. Good man, Jack. It was good to hear from you. Will we do it again sometime? Oh, thank you very much. We'll speak to you soon, guys. Good man. Take care, Jack and Shettleson. And already it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, he might have scored two in the Edinburgh Derby. He might have got man of the match, but can he beat the? Can he win and beat the pundit? That, that's yeah. the ultimate challenge for Andy Halliday. When it comes to Hugh, you never know what you're going to get. So 0141-951-1025 you can take on either one of them, and it's your chance to beat the pundit next, but only if you call before seven o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here after an extremely busy weekend across Scottish football. We've been hearing from Hearts fans who wanted to praise Andy Halliday. We'll have one and one of them only. No more room for that on tonight's show. Uh, Rangers fans on about what they could take from yesterday and Kamal Roof and Stephen Davis. Of course, we've looked at Celtic's 7-0 win against St. Johnston. Was it the best of the season? 01419511025. Let us know. What do you make of the way Celtic are putting their foot to the floor? As Ange Postacoglu calls it, Celtic fans, give us a call right now. And what about that battle for the top six? It was a roller coaster of emotions in here on Saturday afternoon. So goodness knows how you must have felt out and about at the games. Motherwell fans, Aberdeen, Hibs, Ross County, whoever, now's the time to share your thoughts, please. And we'll speak to you after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish I'll tell you what, if the standard on Friday is anything to go by, if we can repeat that, you two are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Jerry from Wisher called in 
He got 6 out of 6 Blew Hugh Keevans away And even proceeded to just show off And get some of the extra Questions right as well When I put them to him He was You, you ran into a formidable man Didn't you? Well you see As you rightfully said Before the break uh, I'm either one thing or the other I'm either cold beans or caviar <laughs> And uh, I was cold beans on Friday And I was up against Tartar steak He was spectacular <laughs> Oh I must say right is that We're just getting over The whole cold beans debacle From last week And he's gone and delivered Another one at the break For me Arguably worse He has crisps and mayonnaise Yeah Absolutely He dips his crisps And mayonnaise <laughs> yeah. That's the worst That's the worst yet I oh. listened to Super Scoreboard Tuesday Wednesday Thursday And that's my I go into the kitchen A little bowl of Crisps <laughs> and mayonnaise Happy as Larry Shocking oh, That's disgusting Anyway uh, Get your calls in We'll bring in Connor From Edinburgh How's it going Connor? Good how are you? Not bad Are you of a, a High standard Do you rate yourself? Nice Aye, very oh, well. much in a word uh, Heads it will be Hugh Keevans against Connor And tails it will be Andy Halliday You were just complaining You're so tired tonight You were whinging Busy weekend and you can't be bothered playing Heads Lucky oh, for you Cold beans or caviar Shake a night off It's a spectator sport for you yeah. I'm afraid So let's Take give it. Hugh Keevans Connor a chance Something else to listen to Give Hugh a bit of Clyde 2 in his ear Connor, 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know It's that simple, okay? No problem Let's go, 30 seconds starts now Name the only Celtic player Who scored twice on Saturday uh, Maida Who's played more league games for Rangers Arthur Newman or Michael Moles? Michael Moles Who was the Aberdeen manager For most of the season The last time they finished Lower than 6th? Pass. Who's the highest scoring Scotsman in the Scottish Premiership this season? Andy Hardy. Name any manager who's still in charge of a Scottish Premiership club since the start of last season. Take your time. Jim Goodwin. Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Hugh, can you hear us? Yes? Yes. Same set of questions, shall we? Okay. Let's go. Who's the only Celtic player who scored twice on Saturday? O'Reilly. Who's played more league games for Rangers, Arthur Newman or Michael Moles? Newman. Who was the Aberdeen manager for most of the season the last time they finished lower than sixth? Pass. Who is the highest scoring Scotsman in the Scottish Premiership this season? Pass. Name any manager who's still in charge of a Scottish Premiership club since the start of last season. Um... It's a shocker isn't it <laughs> Too busy thinking about Robbie, uh, Robbie Robbie Nielsen Is he out with the time so I think so It's nearly Christmas He was too busy dreaming about His crisps was, and mayonnaise That was a cold beans performance <laughs> <in that. laughs> Connor what's the verdict You said you rated yourself Before we came on Nah I think I've done bad Like <laughs> <laughs> What a turnaround Life comes at you fast on here uh, The only Celtic player Who scored twice on Saturday Was Matt O'Reilly 1-0 to Hugh Keevans Who's played more league games for Rangers, Newman or Moles? Who would you have gone for, Andy? I'd have went Newman, to be honest. Hugh went Newman, Connor went Moles. It is Arthur Newman. That's when you know, Connor, that it's not a good night, when it's the 50 50 and it doesn't go your way. So it's 2 0 to Hugh Keevens. Who's the Aberdeen manager for most of the season, the last time they finished lower than sixth? It's got to be the current Dundee manager, no? No. No? Craig Brown. Oh, I'd have thought that yeah. yeah, tricky that one. A couple of tricky ones The highest scoring Scotsman In the Premiership Tony Con- Watt Connor said Andy Halliday Aye, <laughs> Honestly It's not Tony Watt No no Tony Watt 
Bruce Anderson wow. Livingston Yeah tough I feel like produ- producer Callum was off last week And I think he's maybe I don't know I think maybe a bit threatened By the job that producer Chris did In his absence So he's like Come back in You know like Chess puffed out Trying to make a statement uh-huh. He's made the questions quite hard Just my reading of it anyway um, Who's the only ma- uh, Name any manager Still in charge Of a premiership club Since the start of last season You had the choice Of Callum Davidson Or Martindale Or Nielsen Yeah Robbie Yeah Robbie Nielsen yeah. I thought was the one You were going to go for um, Yeah So you didn't even get that one right Connor I'm afraid And I'm not giving it to Hugh It took him too long So Connor You've gone from rating yourself At the start To getting a big fat zero <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry I don't have your surname There must be loads of Connors In Edinburgh You'll be able to go back About your business And no one will know who you are Alright No problem <laughs> Good luck Connor. Connor I thought he was going to offer it up At that point But he's just he's I, can't, just I can't believe I've won I can't believe he thought I was the top scorer On the SPL Well For yeah, Scotland I wasn't sure if he, he was like slightly tongue in cheek because he couldn't think of anyone else. Uh, um, but well, many do you have in the cheek, league? I'm not sure. How many you got in the league? Six in the league? Yeah. No, no, it's no. Not. I was gonna say four. I think in the league. Right. Okay. I think maybe you got five. six goals this season. Yeah, that's not bad. I must admit. Oh one four one nine five one. Yeah, it's four in the league. One zero two five at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu, shall we? He says it was nice to have Kyogo back after the striker made his first appearance of 2022. However, Georgios Jakimakis could be a doubt for this weekend's semi-final against Rangers. Yeah, it's great. I mean, pleased for him because, you know, he's a great guy. He's a super footballer. He was so important for us at the beginning of the year when <coughs> we really needed somebody to step up. And, you know, we've watched, the whole group's watched him work really hard, you know, on his own in rehab. And great to get him back out there. And again, when he was out there, he looked like... The quality player he is is going to be super important for us, and um, I think everyone's delighted to see him back out. Here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he, he felt something. Uh, he felt the twinge in his hamstring, so it's one of those where we, we won't really know until we assess it. Which is disappointing. You know, Jack has carried an enormous load for us the last few weeks. He's worked really hard, and you know, um, yeah, disappointing for him. But hopefully, it's nothing that keeps him out for, for too long in the running. Hugh Keevans, at some point, Celtic will have all the strikers available. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Marcus was just contributing, uh, continuing to contribute, I should say. Everyone at the club would have been delighted to have Kyogo back. It seems maybe for this weekend, at least they're going to have to swap one for the other. Well, there's an element of doubt there, and I think um, Celtic will come out sooner rather than later uh, and end the speculation by saying whether Jackie Marcus is going to be fit for Sunday or not. You know, and Sporthacoglu's already on record as saying that he wouldn't start Kyogo against Rangers on Sunday because you have to be careful with players who've been out for as long as he has been out for. Uh, but in Yota, Abada, Daizen, uh, you know, Celtic have got talent in abundance there and Kyogo certainly looked as if he can pick up where he left off. Very sharp in his cameo appearance. Uh, so it remains to be seen. But... Celtic on Saturday That was the best club performance of the season By anyone They were head and shoulders above St Johnson Now you can retort by saying Well they're second bottom of the league You're entitled to be head and shoulders above them But I think it was the quality of Celtic's play The quality of their goals The remorseless nature of the way they're playing right now This um, almost club motto We never stop uh, So with or without Giacomacus, I think we can move forward with confidence. You're a St. Johnson 
Defender Andy You're 6-0 down And you glance over And seeing Kyogo Making his return That can't be a nice feeling No I'm thinking This could be a long 20 minutes As long as probably The, the, the full 90 minutes Was in general But No they're talking about The potential of Giacomacus is out I think every caller For the first two months Of the season Was talking about Celtic strength and depth And how they needed Transfer windows And I'm looking at the bench Of that game against St Johnson there Near Beaton Who's made a positive impact And improved massively For me this season Kyogo who for large parts was seen as Celtic's key player Lee Labada who scored a number of goals David Turnbull who was Celtic's uh, player of the year last year Matt O'Reilly who's came on and, and, and scored a double and made an impact and Anthony Ralston who's had rave reviews for his performance this season so Celtic's strength and depth right now is of course really really strong and they'll be disappointed to if Jack and Marcus uh, misses out the weekend because he's really came on to form and had a great couple of months but I mean not a bad replacement if, you, if you've if you got Kyogo to fill in Yeah absolutely Let's go to the phone lines Bring in Dominic Who's a Celtic fan from Rutherglen What's your point tonight Dominic? Hi Gordon Hi. Andy and Hugh Thanks for having me on Pleasure I've got a question uh, For Hugh Kevins But before before I put that to him uh, Just to say uh, I phoned in about Six weeks ago and, uh, and I said that the difference Towards the run in Would be that Celtic have got goals All of the Park Rangers don't Kenny Miller actually Shot me down on the show Oh, doesn't doesn't sound like something he would do. It, it, it started rhyming off a few Rangers players as if they've got goals over that. Celtic won seven 0 with six different scores that weekend to kind of prove my point. Uh, I, I don't know what Kenny Miller was thinking about. It was sitting out with Hadji and all this and nonsense. Right, so, so the difference between Celtic and Rangers is Celtic have got goals all over the park, right? And that was my point at the time, but. My point to you the now is well, let's, let's deal with that first Dominic And you can certainly make it um, I, I'm sure we'll speak to Kenny This week at some point And we'll get his thoughts But Generally speaking Hugh That, that is something that's obviously been a huge Benefit to Celtic Well Recently it, Yeah it's, it's unarguable You know on Saturday you had Maeda Giacomacus Juranovic O'Reilly with two Hatati Abada Six different goal scorers Seven goals All signed by Ange Postacoglu yeah. as well Which maybe feeds into Well Another Point that w- people have been raising about recruitment You know With regard to the Japanese players uh, we'll, we'll yet to see Idiguchi In a meaningful way They had a cup tie against Alawa And had to go off Badly injured The other three Daizen Kyogo Hatati Have all Come in And Fitted in superbly well Giacomacus after a false start Because of injury Picked up the load When Kyogo uh, Had to go out injured And scored 12 goals So All of Ange Postacoglu's signings Matt O'Reilly Being another case in point They've all Done well In their First months At Celtic Park It's quite astonishing And they are Arriving at Peak form Just as we enter the post split and also a Scottish Cup semi final. So, Saturday's performance could only have left every Celtic supporting man, woman, and child feeling highly optimistic. Yeah, I think Dominic's hindsight a couple of months ago has, has probably been proven right. And, you know, you, Hughes just mentioned the six goal scorers for the weekend there, but the, obviously the old firm game previously, it was two different ones in Tom Roger and uh, Carter Vickers, sorry. And, uh, I think you look at Rangers' point of view. The you know you're looking at two key players in Joe Aribo and Ryan Kent who have really not scored enough since the uh, since the winter break. So yeah, Celtic have had a lot of telling contributions across the park, and I think that's one place that Celtic are in right now that it doesn't 
really matter the rotations they make whether it's in midfield or up front you know they're getting a positive contribution for whoever plays uh, Dominic what was your question for Hugh I'm intrigued uh, it was just because I've, I've had a bit of banter with Hugh on this show a few times and to be fair I've listened to him for years and this season I think his predictions have been the worst as far as I, <laughs> I, I as far as our season's predictions go I think this is going to be the worst Hugh so I'm going yeah, to you be right. and, you and say what's your prediction for Sunday <laughs> <laughs> My prediction for Sunday I don't mind giving you the prediction Dominic Because you know It's only a forecast on a football match I think Celtic will win on Sunday By 2-0 and you've Dominic's said got his head in his hands He's gutted <laughs> there you are. Dominic you'll be hoping that he suddenly gets them right then I was hoping they would say Rangers would win 5-0 Because <laughs> all the rest of these ones have been wrong So <laughs> I'm glad he went for wrong I was just worried about the, what that yeah, word was going to yeah, be yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there must be times uh, This season When I've got things right It's just that I, I mm, I'm t- not sure I, oh, yeah, far yeah, between. Yeah. I pick up the slack for the rest of you Because if all the rest <laughs> of you say Oh they'll win and they'll lose uh, The only one they ever come looking for Is me Take it as a compliment Yeah, Rewind, rewind the tapes to the start of the season Callum I said Dundee United Will be the surprise package of the year Did you? Yep I did Well don't Get worry Because start. eventually You know in the, in the next couple of weeks We do get the You know the predictions out um, I don't think you ever wrote down A full set no, So we might need I, to I, listen I, I for that I refused to do the bottom The bottom uh, At least few places anyway But I think I told you It was off air Who I believe think, And are you right? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, t- Well I'll tell you what Hugh It's Maybe just tells you the importance of the fixture It's Monday night at 7 o'clock You've already been asked for a prediction yeah, for Sunday the, 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 the city, if not the country Will be on its ear By 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon Because the, the game The word massive is hopelessly inadequate To describe this match But we can go into it all throughout the week uh, But you know, I'm glad that Dominic has come on Berated me for saying that my predictions are horrible And now I've tipped Celtic to win So Dominic, sleep deprivation is a terrible thing And now you shouldn't have gone early Now you won't sleep Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday And the, the, the difference, again, m- much like last week Is, I mean, certainly from a Rangers point of view Got big business to take care of before then yep. So, so yeah, I mean, predicting or looking forward to Sunday or whatever Without knowing how Braga goes Who comes through Braga unscathed Who gets injured against Braga There's a lot of football to be played before then Yeah and I think the full focus will certainly be on Thursday night And I've got to say I wasn't overly impressed with Braga last Thursday I don't think Rangers played well at all uh, Never registered a shot on target So that's pretty much reflects that But I don't think Braga were great either I think Rangers have beat better sides in European competition this season Never mind uh, any other previous campaigns But listen they're obviously a good side. They've got to the quarterfinals of the Europa League, so Rangers do have to be wary that they, you know they could potentially up their game for for what they uh, well, played last Thursday, which I'm expecting. But oh, this this is a massive game for Rangers. You almost feel like the next six days will will seriously define Rangers' season. Having ruined the Celtic supporters' sleep pattern by tipping them to win on Sunday, I'll now ruin the sleep pattern for the Rangers supporters by saying. I think that they played poorly in Portugal against an average team and I don't see that happening twice. I think Rangers will win comfortably on Thursday. Thank you, Dominic. Motherwell fans, Hibs fans, Livy fans, Aberdeen fans, St Mirren, Ross County. How are you feeling after that weekend? It was a roller coaster. You either made it and you're delighted in the top six or you missed out and you're gutted. 
Let us know your thoughts 01419511025 And we'll speak to you next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 And just when you thought it was over Hugh One last fleeting mention right mm-hmm. The question on your teaser tonight It was sent in by Identical question pretty much By a couple of different people So thank you to Crazy Pony Thank you to Mikey Both sent similar questions Since Andy Halliday scored a double In the Derby at the weekend Can you name The last 10 players Before him To score two or more In the Edinburgh Derby So since Andy Halliday Scored a double In the Derby at the weekend Can you name the last 10 Before him To score two or more For either side In so the much Derby pressure here. Yeah. Matt Boyle well, do you know, start, uh, yeah, because I'm, especially when Hugh starts to rob you of the ones that are your era, yeah. which he is one of them. Kyle, Kyle Lafferty, oh, he saved himself. He saved himself. Scatcho, yes. Kyle Lafferty, no. Oh. Um, Paul Hartley. Is there pictures of this stuff up in the the corridors at Tynecastle or something? Well done, Hartley. Okay, I'll leave it there. Uh, can you name the 10 players The last 10 before Andy Halliday To score two or more In the derby You've got Boyle, Scatchell and Hartley So far Seven to get And that's the gist of the full time teaser At this time Every night You send the question in And we ask the pundits To try and come up with the answers Between now And the end of the show So if you fancy that It's full time At Clyde1.com Full time At Clyde1.com Right Talk me through this Battle for the top six <laughs> Hugh Keevens at the weekend I'm just about over it In terms of the emotion It was incredible drama wasn't it? When you look at the nature of the stories involved here You have a Motherwell side And even after they'd made it to the top six We had a caller on Saturday night Who said that he hoped they used the additional revenue To pay off Graham Alexander the manager <laughs> And then you have Malky Mackay at Ross County Who did not get a win in his first 10 games who goes to Pataudry and survives the day and deservedly so, get the three points and he takes Ross County into the top six. I don't think you can minimise the scale of that achievement and I'm delighted for Malky Mackay, who's had a lot to contend with down through the years and that's a big thing for him. Um, Aberdeen, I think, totally unacceptable and Hibs, unacceptable. There are five major clubs in Scotland that always have been Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen. For two of the top five major clubs in Scotland not to be in the top six is laughable. And Is it laughable, Aberdeen fans, Hibs fans? Pick up the phone and let us know. Yep, I, I think it is, given the size of the budget. Uh, they've both done the same thing. They've binned managers that they didn't think were doing the job properly and they've brought in other managers who have... Not only not altered the slide Sean Maloney's got one win in 13 games One in 13 And Jim Goodwin is really not that much better I cannot believe that neither of them has made the top six Yeah I mean Andy I won't even begin to run through all the permutations I think we bored everyone enough with that on Saturday But as you well know When Hibs take the lead I mean they're going to be in the top six As the afternoon Progresses I mean Dundee United Were pretty much always in there yeah. Livingston go 2-0 up Against Motherwell So they're in the top six For sure Motherwell miraculously Are still hanging on Even though they're losing Because 
Aberdeen and Ross County are drawing yep. With a few minutes to go Ross County score They jump up Motherwell need an equaliser And they get one in the 93rd minute It was unbelievable Yeah it was amazing drama It really was And listen the league table doesn't lie It's over the course of 33 games So whoever gathers the most points Obviously makes the top six But again I really do feel for Livingston And I know you can think of you know, loads of isolated incidents throughout the season but you, I mean you reflect on that Kevin Clancy penalty decision that's in Johnson last week and then going into the game at the weekend two goals up with 20 minutes to go and a 93rd minute equaliser to send them to the bottom six and I mean I don't know who the the the, the playwriter was on, on Ricky Lamy scoring the, the goal that, that knocks him out I think that was Shakespeare if Ricky Lamy's concerned whether it's for David Martindale I think it was Hugh Keevans that wrote that script because <laughs> It's an absolute sickness for Livingston. This guy's more cultured than you give him credit for. Playwright. Yeah. I never, th- I'd never thought I would hear the day that Andy Haldy would use the term playwright on Super Scoreboard. But anyway, uh, let's start hearing from some of the managers. Uh, okay, since you've picked that game, let's go there. You want disappointment or happiness first? Oh, disappointing! I love, I you love, love David Martin, raging. don't you? What are you a minute for top six? A minute? Don't defend your area. I think it's happened on a few occasions this year, to be honest. So. Don't defend your box for a set plates. One of the reasons Sean Kelly played today, because I thought they were going to be a bigger threat than what they were for set plays, but it's ironic. Like, last kick of the ball or near enough the last kick of the ball, you lose a set play and you're out of the top six. Go watch what you'd say in days like today. Emotions take over. It's a season-defining goal, let's be honest. It's a season-defining goal. Instead of here sitting celebrating, coming out and praising the players and praising the staff, or coming out and be a bit negative. Or a wee bit negative, a huge negative, and you're now in a relegation battle, and that's the difference. But fair play to Scottish football because I think it's been an exciting league this year. But for me, we've got five games, we've got five games to finish the best of the rest, and that's how I see it. But you've got two huge clubs, two huge clubs in the bottom six in Aberdeen and Hibs. So it's not going to be easy, but we need to finish the best of the rest, and that'll be the aim for the rest of the season. You liked that, didn't you? I, I, I saw your eyes light up, particularly when he said, you know, we're bottom six, and then he just made that noise. Yeah. <laughs> what a man. Honestly, I love him. Love him. Love his honesty in these interviews. And, and listen, he's still done a, a, a brilliant job at Livingston. And he was just extremely unfortunate that it was a 93rd minute equaliser that's knocked him out. And listen, their, their, their form from the winter break has been really, really good. But ultimately, one point out of the last 12 is the reason why they're down there. I think he conducted himself exceptionally well in that interview. Because I wonder what he said behind closed doors. Well, looking. that's fair enough. You know that what stays, what's said in the dressing room will stay in the dressing room, hopefully. But as Andy said, that that awful penalty kick decision that uh, potentially, potentially, because when you award a penalty, you don't award a goal. But that potentially could have altered the course of events. But uh, he's rightfully having a go at his own players. Two up. Not long to go And he didn't see it out And That's just a shame for him But I like the The notion that He wants to be best of the rest If all he can achieve Is to be best of the rest He'll go for that And he'll start off at Pataudry And You know As I say Aberdeen and Hibs They have let themselves down Let their supporters down And Aberdeen Have to be careful That they don't get sucked into anything Starting with a game against a Livy side Who I think will be in a vengeful frame of mind You're Live on air on Saturday Hugh got invited round to Alan Burroughs' house For, for <laughs> beers. beers to celebrate Did you yeah. go? 
I, w- I was trying to think how I could phone Lady Keevans and say, I'm going to North Lanarkshire to celebrate Motherwell finishing in the top six and see what reaction I would get. And it wouldn't have been favourable. <laughs> Listen, Motherwell, I, I, Motherwell deserve a lot of credit. I mean, the, the, the start of the season was remarkable and that's the reason they're in the top six. But the fact that they've won one game this calendar year made the top six it, it is quite something. But yeah. such was their good form at the start of the season. That's the reason they're in there. Yeah, just clinging. You're right. You said that the league table doesn't lie, and I'm clinging onto it. Yeah, fingernails. Because Hugh's right. The Mother France who came on on Saturday, not even that happy about yeah. it. Hugh. No, and listen, seemed... Graham Alexander got the job in Motherwell were bottom of the league. So I mean, he still took the club and progressed the club over the period he's he's been in charge. But again, it just shows there was so much drama at the weekend and and uh, plenty of disappointment and plenty plenty. To be cheerful for some Yeah, fans. Graham Alexander was happy. Pinching myself for the minute, how we've uh, we just threw ourselves down a massive hole. Um, we didn't play particularly well today, um, <clears throat> and uh, deservedly behind. You know, you know, uh, credit to Livingston, but um, we dug in, we dug deep within our our character, our personality. I thought the, the, the subs that came on made a good impact, and. Um, yeah, to to get the the point that um, gets in the top six like in that fashion. I mean, to be fair, it's better than scoring five minutes to go because that's I don't know if I could have done the last five minutes. So it was good to be fifty seconds or a minute. But um, I'm so uh, proud of the, the players as a group, you know, because if we hadn't made it, it'd have been our own our own fault because we put ourselves in, in a brilliant position. Um, but I don't think anyone can say that we don't deserve to be in the top six because of what we've done previous to this uh, run. We did say it was a huge weekend Seven teams going for Three remaining places So understandably Obviously a lot of teams had to miss out And one missed out before Saturday was even uh, Completed St Mirren With the results on Saturday It meant they couldn't do anything about it On Sunday They lost anyway To Rangers of course Stephen is in Paisley How do you feel about The way things are at your club at the moment Stephen? Yeah. Hi guys Thanks for having me on again I was on previously with uh, Stephen Robinson was just um, sort of named as a manager and at that time I said to you I thought out of all the names that were actually being banded about I thought he was the best shout at that time mm-hmm. um, right now I'm really concerned I, I have been concerned for a long time I said at the time I've been saying for three months that even though someone was sort of getting, winning a few games they were not playing well I think this season apart from Celtic Rangers Hearts and then the, the latest run the Ross County I think the league's been quite poor to be honest and a lot of teams have done really struggled and it's made it look Made St Mern look better than what they've been To be honest As I said I've seen every game And and since Stephen Robinson's come in The first thing he said was There's not a lot that, lot that needs changed And the first thing he done was Change it to a back four Sit deeper And let teams come at us And it seems to have drained the confidence Right out of the team um, Nobody seems to really know How to play The way he's got them playing And the after match interviews I mean uh, He looks like a defeated man Every time I watch him and that's got to seep through to your players. And that's how I feel. And I know that that's how a lot of other fans are feeling as well. And if you read the forums and stuff, people are really disappointed and we're all really worried and concerned. The only saving grace might be the fact that Dundee are so far away, but it's not impossible for them to catch them on. Um, so we might get into the playoff, but then again, do you really fancy playing a broth? We are, <laughs> we are mm. playing very well. So yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, Hugh. At the weekend we start by looking up And St Mirren technically could have made top six Stephen's now talking about a six point gap To St Johnson with five games to go And they'll have to play each other Can they get dragged in? Yes they can Aberdeen are also on 36 Yeah But They are in free fall And when he lost four goals to Motherwell 
He threw the team under a bus He started to talk about people whose heads were elsewhere Out of the club So on and so forth Then there was obviously a backlash He went on St Mirren's television channel And he changed his tune to I put them on the park Therefore it's my fault Too late You've done it It should have stayed in the dressing room uh, The next game is Rangers You've sent them out against Rangers All over the place uh, Having been slaughtered After the Motherwell game I'm not saying it would have made any difference Against Rangers Because Rangers are much better than St Mirren are And St Mirren are in free fall But I think he should choose his words more carefully And I can see why supporters like Stephen Are beginning to get concerned Because it's difficult to see upwards With regard to St Mirren just now Andy when you take over a team There have been a few You look at it's Hibs Aberdeen and St Mirren all changed their manager haven't made the top six um, and particularly St Mirren because Stephen and other fans are quit it's not this simple it's not as easy to say as oh you know we were closer with Jim Goodwin and, and therefore it's automatically been a mistake and it's the managerial change's fault you know football is yeah. a sort of complex business at times but it's not um, it's not been a great time so far clearly no, definitely not and, and to be honest Stephen probably won't like me here, uh, saying this But St Mirren are actually the only team that we've beat Every time we've played them this season In the four games we've faced them But that being said A couple of them are really, really tough games uh, For me, St Mirren look at some real quality players I look at Connor Rowan I think he's been he's been excellent this season Jordan Jones has been a great addition Even and Brophy's always chipping in the goals But they're obviously on a really disappointing run since Stephen Robinson's been in charge and and even I think even their games against the old firm listen the, the game at Parkhead uh, aside where um, Alan Power gets put, uh, sent off sorry really early in the game and they end up getting a drubbing um, I mean they took points off of Celtic at home uh, when they were ravaged with a lot of players missing as well due to Covid and, and other uh, injury related issues um, they were 1-0 up against Rangers at home and and uh, eventually the pressure told and lost the game 2-1 so they've been competitive in the type of games as well but yesterday was was a, was a really really comfortable evening for Rangers I mean Stephen every manager even if they do take over a team that's in a, a semi good place you know wants their own players their own sort of stamp on things do you, you give, you're giving Stephen Robinson the chance to do that presumably in the summer yeah if we get to the summer we're still in the Premier League my point was, he said quite clearly at the start, I don't really need to change anything just now. And he was straight in and changed it. All we needed to do was win a couple more games, then he could start to change it, because at that point you're safe, you're fine. But he didn't, he came straight in and changed it after quite categorically saying, I don't need to change much here. They're doing well. As I said, he said they're doing well. Personally, I just thought no. we, were, we were very mm. fortunate in quite a few games, to be honest with you. So does yeah. that, hold on, just to try and figure out your point, does that, are you... Are you taking some of the criticism back from Stephen Robinson then? Because if you're saying you felt that St Mirren could easily have reverted to this sort of result anyway, then the, the games we did win, it was a game like no offence, but it was like Kelty Hearts and Air United are two of the games we won. We beat we beat Dundee with the last kick of the ball, the only game we won with the last kick of the ball, and that game as well was a really poor game. I mean, they've had a, they did have a few good performances, but overall this season, as I said three or four months ago, I was saying I'll take tenth place then. The problem as well is we've got a very small squad, a few injuries just now. A lot of the younger lads who may have actually got a, a game, in the, like for example, seeing they played against the Celtic, they came in and did really well. Their boys are on loan and we can't even call them back. So we're so short on numbers. If we get a couple of injuries, for example, to Brophy and say, for example, Grieve, we're, we're done for. And I don't understand as well why the boy Grieve isn't going to start as well. That boy is like, what a football player he is. 
and the voice seems to have been dropped now. He gets at Kimmons 15, 20 minutes at the end. As I said, I'm sure most of the fans would agree the boy was playing really well and he, he, he's not giving him a chance. He's bringing in Maine sometimes ahead of him. And no offence to, to Maine, but I mean, it's, it's night and day with this young boy and I feel he's getting disheartened as well. You can just you can just see their body language and you said they're against Rangers there at the weekend. I mean, you come out straight away and you're thinking, nobody knows what they're doing. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't put three passes together. It was so poor. It was, it, it was so poor it was, And it is, it is worrying mm. As I say Because you don't want your team To go down Yeah and th- this is The other side of it Hugh This season Possibly more than any other Has Given us Two real Differing Views on the split Like we mm. all know Like logistically It's it's not perfect And you can get Odd number of games And you have to figure out Some fixture anomalies not, like, We know that And we've had to deal with that For years In terms of the, the football it gives you obviously a lot to aim for If you're in that middle section It gives you days like Saturday Which are just incredible It gives you games that mean something Now on the other hand If you are Hibs and Livingston Depending how things pan out You're two points away from Europe uh-huh. And you won't get that chance If we didn't have the split that this season Hibs, Livy, even Aberdeen And maybe even St Mirren Could still be fighting for For Europe yep. What it does also do then To go back to the positive side of it this is why St Mirren are now in a relegation fight Because it's six pointers every week You're playing the teams round about you Well now we'll find out uh, Whether they can string two passes together Whether the manager has destroyed their conference Because we speak about the business end of the season This is the level above the business end of the season This is the fight for survival now uh, Have Dundee been encouraged by Pulling back a two goal deficit at Tannadice? St Johnston, they'll get rid of the memory of uh, the Celtic game because they're not supposed to beat Celtic anyway at Celtic Park. Uh, and they have the bit between their teeth because they know that St Mirren are coming down to meet them. And when St Johnston plays St Mirren, what a game that will be. And no one is out of the woods yet. Not even Aberdeen, because Aberdeen, if you're not winning matches, then you, you, you can't turn it on and off with a switch. Any other thoughts out there on that top six Battle that we had at the weekend Let's hear them 0141-951-1025 Passionate stuff from Stephen You can hear it in his voice What about this teaser? We're looking for the last 10 players Before Andy Halliday did it To score a double or more In the Edinburgh Derby So you're doing quite well actually You've got Martin Boyle Rudy Scatchell Paul Hartley Lee Griffith Nope oh. uh, I remember a 2-0 win for Hibs At Tinkass It was Daryl Horgan got two Superb Well oh, done Well done uh, uh, Ryan Stevenson No No I thought he was How far back accept. are we going are we, uh, Yeah they, probably, they, they sort of span this Derek century Derek No Gary O'Connor No Oofed Makes you part of line Yes you, Well far? done That's the furthest back though Alright oh, Well a couple of them are close though You're forgetting It makes you lasted a while That was 2000 That yeah, one Alright one, two, three, four. Halfway there We'll get the rest next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the home straight. Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevens are here. They've got time for your calls if you want to get in touch. And they're trying their best at this full-time teaser. Mikey and Crazy Pony both sent it in. Similar question to fulltime at Clyde1.com. After... Halliday's double in the Edinburgh Derby Can you name the last 10 players before him To score two or more In the Edinburgh Derby They're doing quite well actually I assumed his memory only extended as far back as Rangers games But you're impressing me here mm-hmm. Boyle, Scatchell, Hartley 
Daryl think... Horgan Mixu Patalainen let me, let me relive a conversation I turn to Andy Halliday And I say Who was the big Dutch boy? And you said Mark De Vries Teamwork Look at that Mark De Vries Well done Good shout Any uh, others? I think we came up with another one too it was Callum Patterson yep. Yeah well done Callum Patterson Okay One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, three to get We'll get them before the end Of the show We're going to speak to Jerry very soon Let's try and do a, a whiz round Some of the other top six talking points Just quickly if we can um, I think we have to acknowledge the, the failure of our biggest clubs Yeah Aberdeen and Hibs Hugh Keevans What do you make of their Failure to make the top six? Well It's shocking Aberdeen Um the experiment with Stephen Glass was a failure The suspicion was from the very outset it would be a failure He didn't have the managerial experience to, to handle a club like Aberdeen As his first major job in management um, And then they get rid of him Bring in Jim Goodwin And to Jim Goodwin's credit He has taken it all on his shoulders and said I was brought in to turn things around and I haven't done that so now they're in the, the, the bottom six, I think, for the first time in nine years. And they've got to get into survival mode as well. Hibbs had Jack Ross. And for some reason, they decided that Jack Ross wasn't doing the job they wanted. Uh, so out he goes. Sean Maloney comes in. It's one win of 13. By any criteria you employ, that's simply not good enough. And... For Hibs not to be in the top six is very poor as well, given their budget. So I'm afraid for Aberdeen and for Hibs, Sean Maloney used the word unacceptable as it applied to his team's performance in the second half against Andy's Hearts at the weekend. Unacceptable is the word that covers mm. the position that Aberdeen and Hibs find themselves in now. And obviously, the margins are tiny, like we said. Hibs two points off it, Aberdeen four points, but. You know the split's there We've always known it's there We know when it comes And you fall into that trap Almost of As the weeks go on You just go Ah Hibs and Aberdeen will make it yeah. Hibs and Aberdeen will yeah, make definitely. it And then all of a sudden You run out of time And they haven't made it Yeah and I th- You look back Hibs actually started the season Really well uh, Aberdeen on the other hand Have been sort of Very indifferent Throughout the full campaign I was actually one That was probably Campaigning the most Saying that I, th- I feel as if they've got enough Having played against them That, that they'll certainly Make the top six But ultimately uh, yeah, both uh, both clubs haven't done enough to to make the top six. I think if you look at Hibs as well, they're off the back of last year their record points total in in, in a domestic calendar. So, you know, fast forward twelve months, the fact that they they've not made top six is it's obviously a big surprise. Yeah, let's bring in Jerry, who's a Celtic fan. What did you take away from Saturday's performance, Jerry? Hi, Gordon. Yeah, I was I was absolutely thrilled by it watching it. You know, it, it really could have been fourteen. I know people say that, but. If it hadn't been for Xander Clark, it really would have been double figures. Um, the attacking options we've got up front right now are absolutely scintillating. Um, Giamakis goes off, and, and Maeda, I think, I think you have touched on him. It's not like he hasn't kind of fallen under the radar, but he's been absolutely brilliant. I don't think he's maybe got enough credit from everyone because he's quietly gone about his business, and the pace, the energy the man's got is, is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, somebody actually put a picture of him winning the Grand National, and that's how much energy he's got. Um, it's, it's absolutely it's frightening. And I think going into uh, Hamden, this is a kind of side issue, but I wonder if the fact that, you know, the Hamden record we've got, I mean, the last time Rangers won, I think Andy was actually playing, that was 2016, when Celtic lost at Hamden. We've got such a great record at Hamden. I think with those three guys, Maeda, Yota, and Abada up front, 
I think that could absolutely terrify the likes of Goldson and Balogun. We already saw what happened at Celtic Park. I genuinely think that, you know, if Alan McGregor is capable of world-class performance, I'll give him credit, but if he's not in his game, I genuinely think Celtic could get five or six goals again. Uh, and I think Maeda through the middle, as I say, with Jota and Abada outside of him, not to mention Kyogo on the bench, that could be a frightening prospect for Rangers. They started early, Hugh. Well, uh, in the, the words of the television advert, calm down, calm down. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say five, five, five or six nil. No, uh, I mean, hold on. We know you're the worst tipster in the yeah, town. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. know Rangers fans across the country are absolutely disgusted now. Well, I, you know, I have said I think Celtic will win the match, but and I have said that Celtic were awesome on Saturday, but this old firm is a separate life form argument of mine. Uh, you know, it will be. A typical combative game between the two teams Celtic at the moment have that spread of goals They have a style of play The one thing that Ange Postacoglu said when he was being interviewed for the job I will get the fans off their seats with the brand of football And he has been as good as his word at his job interview And I do think that Celtic will start as the favourites regardless of what happens to Rangers against Braga uh, but I, I think it's it's a bit wild to talk about 5 or 6 nothing. We'll find out on Sunday Jerry, and you are more than welcome to phone up and rub his nose in it if he's if he's been unfair on your prediction how I mean you're obviously a confident Celtic fan Jerry, so I assume your confidence for that fixture extends to Celtic not relenting and not having any slip-ups in the league You think this is done and dusted? Well, I do think, Gordon I, I nearly had my wee concession speech When Aaron Ramsey scored I was on a few weeks ago Making the crack that he did more time with dinner Having Kenny Miller than actually scoring goals But So when he scored I was nearly getting my concession speech to come back on You said I wouldn't come back on But um, I would have been prepared But we did win that game in the end No, look, I, listen Rangers, all credit in the world to them What they've done in Europe They have been absolutely brilliant You can't take that away from them And if they go and somehow win that I'll be the first to come on and congratulate them, but I genuinely still think this Celtic team is better than them. And you look at the fact that the, the attacking options we've got, look, they've lost Morelos. He is their talisman. Uh, I don't care what says, but we've got Maeda, Yamakis, and Kyogo potentially for the running. Um, I think our, our squad is too strong, and I do believe we will win. You can never say never, but I do believe we will win uh, with a couple of games to go. Well, we will find out. Thank you, Jerry. On the line, 01419511025. Hugh, every show is a busy show. I feel like this one in particular, we could have extended this no problem at all um, because the post-split fixtures have been announced. Yeah. So it's going to have to be a, a quick overview from you to the headline, obviously, in Glasgow, as it always is here. You know, The fifth meeting between Celtic and Rangers will take place on May the 1st. Uh, Sunday, May the 1st. Um, so we now know the way it works. The, the league splits into two Five more games um, The first set of them I'm not just going to run you through every fixture list You'll all be falling asleep if you've not already um, But Sunday 24th of April um, Dundee United against Harps, Sandy You were away at Tannadice in the first one yep. Yeah, I've already been there twice this year um, So that's your anomaly Is yeah, it you're going to yeah, Tannadice is, for yeah. a third time Because yep. um, that would have been 20 home fixtures 18 away if, yeah. if that stayed uh, Motherwell Rangers 12 noon uh, live on Sky Sports and Ross County Celtic 2.30 Live on Sky Sports A bit of a double header there Last um, time last time Rangers were at Motherwell They scored six goals Last time Celtic were at Ross County They needed a 97th minute Anthony Ralston winner So you can go on over what's happened uh, In the earlier part of the season But 
I still believe that there's the business end of the season and then there is the tightrope end of the season and everyone's up on the high wire now. Uh, one false move, you've lost. And you've lost big time. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can find the full details. If you go to at Clyde SSB on Twitter, you'll be able to find it out. I'm not just going to read through all the... All the fixtures But in terms of You know Working towards the last day Sunday May 15th Bottom 6 Who knows what a, a Relegation battle it'll be Likes of Aberdeen St Mirren Hibs St Johnson And Livy Dundee uh, That day um, And as for the top 6 There on the Saturday Celtic Mullerwell Hearts Rangers And Ross County Dundee United Fate so, always comes into play Can you imagine If The outcome Of the Aberdeen St Mirren game On the final day of the season Determines whether One of them Goes into the playoffs you know, and there you have the former St Mirren manager managing Aberdeen. Oh, it's going to be drama for sure, um, wherever you look. So, lots to look forward to. I'm excited about this end to the season. Hopefully, we do get lots of talking points. Let's round off with your teaser tonight before Andy Halliday. And that's it, officially. That's, is, that, is that officially our last congratulations to him? Do you want to just say it one, one more time? He's the, he's the Ballon d'Or elect. <laughs> Uh, something like that uh, So since Before Andy Halliday Scored his double In the derby Can you name the last 10 players to do so You've got Martin Boyle Daryl Horgan Callum Patterson Rudy Scatchel What else you got Mixu Patalainen Mark DeVries Ivan Sproul No Chris Killen No These are quite tough mm-hmm. Another Hearts Hearts striker 2006 Christian Nadi No 2006 2006 uh, I think you had him on the back of your Rangers top in 2000 and Foichka? Yes Definitely didn't have him on the back of my top anyway, but his face. Not ringing a bell Oh I remember Valichka Andreas Valichka yeah. uh, Right so well done Yep Two to get yeah, Two hibs They are tough They are really tough I must say Two hibs yeah uh, No one of each I think Come on you Mm. Oh, I don't like that silence, I must say. Oh, but was it Obui? Obui? Nope, I know who you're thinking of, it's not him. Read his clues. Okay, yeah. so Hearts striker, or 2003, it was a 4 all draw. Oh, that's that's the game we were talking about you. Yeah, I think I might need to give you that what, one. Wasn't it Ricardo Fuller? It nah. was. Uh, Initials? GW, I don't think you'll get it. No, I'm not getting that. Graham Weir? No, never getting it. No? No. And the last one, there can't be many people from Ecuador who've played in this fixture. Still not getting it off that. <laughs> that doesn't help. No? No. Great career, this guy. Played for Aston Villa in the English Premier League. Ulysses de la Cruz. Never oh. in a million years no? am I getting that. No. Oh well, thanks for your service. Uh, well done again at the weekend. Thank you, Hugh. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, and I can't believe they've done this to me. DL and Wilson. Twice in a week They're both on together tomorrow Goodness knows where Roger Hanna is Callum Gallagher is up next